we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. We know that the people who are dying from this from this uh, disease. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Wednesday, the 5th day of January, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you doing today? Um, healthy and alive. Um, I, you know, I am I'm tired of COVID. I'm, I'm tired of the narrative. Um, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I don't see how this is still a thing, still going. I don't see how the there's not more of an uproar from the American people. Um, every time I watch anything coming out of the government now, I'm enraged, um, uh, even more so now after uh, some of the, the information I've learned. The entire pandemic, um, I've said it before on one of my rants, we should not see 800,000 dead. That shouldn't have been a thing. You know, I I, um, I, I know what you're referencing. You listened to that uh, that interview with McCullough, um, and I'm going to post that uh, today. I, I didn't get a chance to do that yesterday. I'm going to post that today. Uh, that is a fantastic interview. It It is full of like medical speak and, and academic jargon and all that stuff. But quite frankly, I think it's worth the listen. If you listen to Malone, you need to listen to McCullough. Um, I, again, it's it's three hours, but it's on Spotify. It's free of charge. You can you can chop it up and listen to it however you like. But there's a lot of useful information in there. But you know, a lot of the things that that he discussed in there, and most notably was, I mean, th there was a lot of information, but I'm, I'm just going to pick out one thing here as related to the deaths, because you were talking about the, the, the number of deaths there. 500,000 were easily enough treatable if we did early treatments, any kind of early treatment protocols. We didn't do it. We didn't do it. And we still, we still are not doing it. And I, regardless of what they talked about there, I mean, I can tell you for a fact, when somebody gets diagnosed with COVID in the United States, do you know what happens? Or hell, anywhere for that matter. Do you know what happens? They send you home. That's what they do. They send you home to self-isolate. Oh, and if you uh, if you develop a problem with uh, with oxygen saturation, then go back and see if they'll admit you to the hospital. And then they'll stick you on a vent and they'll get 70,000 for it and, and put you on remdesivir, uh, cycles of remdesivir, and they'll probably kill you. That's, that's all we have. That's all we have. We don't have any kind of uh, early treatment that's being shoved out there. The hydroxychloroquine thing was shut down. The ivermectin thing is shut down. The um, the zinc, the vitamin C, the vitamin D3 and, and all that, living healthy, eating healthy, exercising, all, all that stuff, losing weight, you know, encouraging healthy lifestyles. None of that's being promoted. None of that has been promoted. In fact, I saw an ad today from the Ecuadorian government, no, I'm sorry, the El Salvadorian government. They seem to be the only one up to this point. I, I don't I don't know, but at least that's being promoted. They're the only national government that is putting out ad campaigns, finally, for people to live healthy lifestyles, telling people what to do, eat healthy, stay away from these foods, eat these foods, uh, exercise daily, de-stress yourself, everything that you should be doing. That's the kind of thing that should be encouraged. Instead, everything's been the opposite. Your gyms have been closed because you won't get vaccinated. You can't go to uh, cultural things. Oh, yeah, that's a good one today. The city of Hamburg, Germany. Guess what? They've tightened their COVID restrictions even more. Now you can't go to any of these places that you could normally go to unless you are 
<clears throat> boosted. Two jabs isn't enough anymore. Now you need three or you lose access to these places. You see how this works yet? Keep complying. But 500,000 that you could have saved in the United States alone, alone with cheap remedies that cost nothing, cost nothing, next to nothing. I mean, what? What Did you did you hear about the iodine thing that he talked about? I, I posted his protocol for the iodine thing up yesterday. That was one of the first yeah. things he talked about. And do you know what that costs? It's like less than a dollar. Yeah, um, I already did something similar to that uh, in, in, in a sense. Um, I've, I've got uh, multiple types of, um, uh, well, saline and all kinds of like nasal sprays. Uh, they, they have no medication or anything in them. Um, I use those anytime I have uh, sinus issues or any of those kind of things. That's um, what I use and highly recommend if anybody ever has any like sinus problems. Um, it's great. But I have to use them because I get dry nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was, I was particularly impressed by the way that CNN gets their death figures. You know how they have the running count on their network all the time. How do they get these death figures in real time? Where, where are they coming up with those numbers? That's that's an interesting question that they posed. I want to know where they're coming up with these numbers. Now, I'm not saying that that number of people hasn't died. I mean, there's no way for us to really know. But how do you know that any of those deaths are actually COVID? How, how do you know that? I mean, we're counting them as, as COVID deaths, but how do we know that? I mean, I, I was just going through the obits from uh, for the obituaries from uh, back in my hometown, back in the U.S., and some of the people in there I actually know. And um, I was I was looking at it. And I'm like, I wonder if any of these people were marked as dying because of COVID. I, I wonder how many of those actually happened. So where are they getting these numbers? And, and of course, you don't really know. You don't know how they're coming to these conclusions. Of course, we all know I think they're just making them up because they, they need to build the fear. But McCullough was talking about how he has to go through death certificates. And most of the time, he doesn't get a death certificate until six weeks later to confirm that someone's dead. So how are CNN getting these numbers in real time? Well, on top of that, um, when so, we've talked about this in the moment, you know, when this was going down, you, you remember the car accidents that would happen or the motorcycle accident or someone was yeah. bludgeoned to death or mm -hmm. those kind of things. And they all listed as George COVID Floyd. deaths. George Floyd yeah. died of COVID. COVID death. They logged yeah, one right. death at that um, hospital that day. And it was uh, and it was George Floyd. And they logged one COVID death that day. And it was from the one death. So it was. Yeah. Yeah. So using that as an, an example as well. Even the numbers that we were seeing, it was a lie. Not even necessarily a lie in the sense of, okay, if you died of a gunshot wound and they tested you uh, for COVID and it showed that you had COVID at the time, you came positive, they would list you as a COVID death or de death with COVID. Either way, it doesn't matter how they worded it. It was still, you, you died of COVID, even though you died of a gunshot wound, lead poisoning. I'm, I'm really, really disappointed in, in the Western world as a whole. I even I, I, I get it, but I, I've always been somewhat disappointed and so on and so forth. But all this information that was at our fingertips, all of this, that um, all of this was going on. It's just it's just. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. It, well, is, there's no excuse. There, there's just no excuse for it anymore. There's no excuse why this is still going on. I mean, is, isn't that kind of isn't that kind of what what we need to be thinking about right now? There's no excuse why this is still happening. You know what the problem is? The problem is those damn unvaccinated people. That's the problem, yeah. right? It's still mm -hmm. it's still a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Don't lose sight of that. This is Joe Biden talking about what the real problem is. We have in hand all the vaccines we need to get every American fully vaccinated, including the booster shot. There's no excuse. No excuse for anyone being unvaccinated. 
This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So we got to make more progress. And for patients who still haven't gotten your kids vaccinated, please get them vaccinated. Look out for their interest here. It's the best way to protect them. And for parents with kids too young to be vaccinated, surround your kids with people who are vaccinated. And make sure you're masking in public so you don't get COVID and give it to your kids. I thought that, uh, what was it that he said? If you get one of these vaccines, these various vaccines, they cover that. You're you're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have one of these uh, these vaccinations. I, I thought that's what he said a few months ago. Of course, he was saying that from not the White House. He was doing it from the movie set across the street for whatever reason. I'm not quite sure why they have him in there. But uh, nonetheless, that's where he is. But see, Bruce, that's the problem. That's the problem. See, you're you're the problem. I, I'm the problem. That's what it is. It's because we're Americans and we're not vaccinated. That's the problem. You know, the gaslighting doesn't even really bother me anymore. That doesn't make me angry. What makes me angry is um, he he just said, get your kids vaccinated. Your kids are the ones that are going to have myocarditis and either die or be on medication for the rest of their lives. Uh, heart failure medications. This is stuff like you you give someone that's, you know, 60, 70, 80 years old that had a heart attack, right? This is the kind of meds that you give them. That, that's not the meds you give your 10 year old. That this is this is not that's not normal. So the fact that he's out there spewing this nonsense, this bile, uh, you know, there's a uh, this 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 really angers me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if he's incompetent or if he's m- malicious at this point. Uh, by the way, guys, Delta and Omicron were both variants that spawned because of the vaccine. Just thought you would might like to know that. Well, now, see, Bruce, you're, you're talking about old news, right? That, that's old news. That's that's just that's so that's so yesterday, right? <laughs> Omicron, the Delta. Nobody even remembers what Delta variant was anymore. No, nobody even remembers that. But see, now you thought you were getting out of it with just the Omicron variant, right? Yeah, that was going to be the next thing. Oh, no, 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 no. See, we've moved on past that. We're past that now. COVID warning as a new variant with 46 mutations infects 12 in the south of France. A warning has been issued by scientists over a new COVID-19 variant that has been discovered in southern France, uh, down in Marseille. It comes after 12 patients tested positive in the same region, and their tests showed an atypical combination. Again, I'd like to know how they're testing for this. I I would really like to know. The index case had returned from traveling to Cameroon, suggesting to experts, uh, experts, yes, sure, that it may have originated in the African country. Uh, Okay, so let me see. We have gone after, where was the last one from? Botswana. Okay, so we're we're on Botswana. Uh, so all of South Africa was shut down. Now we've got the northern coast of Cameroon. Weren't the Chinese Communist Party interested in building uh, a military base with the Russians on the Atlantic coast of Africa along the northern part somewhere? Runs my mind that's about the area that they were wanting to get a hold of. Now, I'm not saying that there's any kind of a link here, or maybe I am, you decide. But there was some type of a deal that was made between... Russia and China about Africa and establishing a larger military presence down there. I do believe I read a few months ago that it was the Russians that wanted some kind of a deal with the Chinese Communist Party to have some type of a port on the western Atlantic coast of Africa somewhere. Cameroon would fit that bill. Now they're going to hype this one up. Yeah, they've kind of been paving the way for that one a little bit, the media has, uh, because they've been talking about the how cozy... Uh, Putin and Xi have been, uh-huh. uh, and we all know that China's late. in. Yeah, we all know that China's in Africa. Yeah, they're they're working on building all the infrastructure down there. Yeah. So honestly, 
Realistically, China and Russia have always been the boogeyman for the U.S. Now, I'm I'm I mean that slightly facetious because we know China legitimately is, and Russia legitimately was at one point. I don't think that sentiment has changed personally, um, because look at who the president is. He was KGB. I mean, so I, I imagine he has the same sentiment of the U.S. It's just he's more focused on himself and his country than trying to fight the U.S. like the Soviets were. You know, I had a I had a thought. Now, I'm not saying that I endorse this, but I had a thought. This seems to kind of make sense if you look at it in this context. We've been talking about Donald Trump recently and how displeased we are with the stances and the positions that he's taking. I have a few extra clips uh, from him that I have not played before that are from interviews that he gave with uh, such as like Candace Owens. We, we didn't play any of that. But um, I can play that here for just a second because I think it bears relevance in what I would like to talk about with this. Now, we remember what he said about taking the vaccine and the booster and remdesivir and all that stuff and, and his stances on that, where he was sitting on stage with Bill O'Reilly. Uh, we played the interview with him with Mark Levin talking about how the vaccine is one of the greatest achievements in the history of mankind. And uh, the ones that get very sick and the ones that go to the hospital are the ones that don't take the vaccine. Right. He actually said that that was the stance that he took. Now, I don't know if that's the, uh, the the stance that he's taking to try and, and play a political... I'm just asking the question. I'm not saying I believe this. I'm just asking the question because we have to consider all sides of things here. So is he controlled opposition or is he not? Is he not? I, I'm just as confused about this. I have my own opinions on the matter, but I have to consider all sides because you still have a large following behind whatever it is he's doing. And I'm perplexed as to why that is. But he had this to say in an interview with Candace Owens. In terms of big pharma, which is a huge topic on the minds of, of mothers, especially you're seeing what's happening at these school board meetings. Where do you stand on these vaccine mandates? And obviously I know that you are you are pro-vaccine, obviously you did everything you could to get this vaccine out. I know where you stand on the vaccine. It was one of the greatest achievements. We did it in less than nine months. And to be able to do that. Yeah, but where, but now it's years. taken a twist, right? It's, it's gotten, now we went from, this is a good thing and people should have this option mm -hmm. to military men, you're going to have to resign yeah. because you're, you're not getting this vaccine. Where do you stand yeah. on that? Well, I stand on, forget about the mandates that people have to have their freedom. But yeah. at the same time, the vaccine is one of the greatest achievements of mankind. We would have had a 1917, remember the Spanish flu, killed perhaps 100 million people. Actually, it ended the First World War because the soldiers were so. A lot of people don't know that. The soldiers got so sick. It was a terrible thing. There were no vaccines. There were no anything. I came up with a vaccine, with three vaccines. Mm. All are very, very good. Came up with three of them in less than nine months. It was supposed to take five to 12 years. And, and yet we more saved, people have died under COVID this year, by the way, yeah, under Joe Biden, right. than under you. And more people took the vaccine this year. So people are questioning how- Well, no, the vaccine worked, but yeah. some people aren't taking it. The ones, the ones that get very sick and go to the hospital are the ones that don't take the vaccine. But it's still their choice. And if you take the vaccine, you're protected. Look, the results of the vaccine are very good. And if you do get it, it's a very minor form. People aren't dying when they take the vaccine. What about they, the masking of children? That's that's a big I, one for moms right now. I think it's a terrible right thing. I think it's a terrible thing. That flies in the face of science. The kids have a virtual 0% right. chance of dying of COVID. And yet they're insisting on these vaccine mandates. I mean, I'm sorry, on these um, the masking masks, mandates. Yeah, yeah. And now the, even the vaccine mandates for small children. Right. And what's going on there? I think what 
what's happening is you look at the masks where Fauci and a lot of other people said masks don't mean anything. All of a sudden, he becomes a radical masker. I don't like to see the kids with the masks on. They're sitting in school. They have a hard enough time sitting in school. It's like China. I've been to China. uh, Well, and yet China's education system is a hell of a lot better than ours. You know what? They're rated number two or three, and we're rated number 44. But masking children, I mean, no, that, the way it looks, right? It doesn't look like a free country. Um, uh, I'm against it. Okay, now there's a reason for that. There's a reason that was played. Okay, so he sounds an awful lot in that interview there with Candace Owens, like he's taking the mainstream media line. That sounds exactly like what he's doing. Okay, It sounds to me like he's not looked at the data at all himself and has right. just, wa- just watched the mainstream media. That's right, it. right. It, it sounds like, uh, it sounds exactly like that. And then- uh, we confirmed you. You dug it up. You, we confirmed he went on CNN last week, and he was uh, he was talking it up. I heard this this morning, and it got me thinking. Now, again, I, I I said I you know I've made my standpoint on Trump clear, but in this respect, what have I been saying here for the last year or so? This is a different kind of war, isn't it? The wars of the future are not going to be kinetic per se. I think they might go there if they really have no other option. But right now, I think everybody's trying to avoid a kinetic war. Right now, what we're facing is biological warfare. Rather, you want to call that somebody uh, releasing a thing or you've got a nefarious government that are trying to forcibly inject you with something that's still the same. So we're dealing with biological warfare. We're also dealing with economic warfare. They're using the biological side to leverage the economic side to shut you down from your business, to keep you from going to work, to pull you out of the workforce with nefarious testing practices whenever they choose. So you have the economic side of things. And then, of course, you have dear old Klaus and his group of merry whatever they are down there uh, in Switzerland talking about a cyber pandemic. The wars of the future are economic, biological and cyber. Those are the wars of the future. Well, in every war, you have to have... Field commanders and, and generals and leaders and all the rest of it, right? In every war, you have to have those. Well, when you look at those ranks, we're thinking in terms, at least I'm thinking in terms, and I have up to this point, we're thinking in terms of the old style warfare. Guilty as charged, I'm still stuck in in the conventional type of kinetic warfare. We're not in a kinetic war. This is a different kind of war. So the elites, if you want to call them that, the, the robber barons, the oligarchs, whatever, they've been changing out these leaders, so-called leaders, which they're not actually leaders, they're just mindless followers. They're changing out these people around the world whenever they step out of line. Case in point, Coors down in Austria. They pulled him. They put Schallenberg in. He was a failure. They pulled him. Now they've got uh, Nehammer or whatever his, his name is down there. Merkel got pulled. Macron has been pulled. They've now got the prime minister of France coming out making statements for him. Italy, the prime minister of Italy, they pulled him. The Czech prime minister, they pulled him. They've replaced these people. So what does this have to do with Trump? Well, if you go by the tactics that we're talking about here, and, and I, I, want, I want to get your take on this, what is the thing that we always talk about when it comes to uh, this, this greater good stuff, right? The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, right? Isn't that, isn't that what it is? The needs of the many. And I hate that statement. I hate that statement. I can't stand it because it goes into that whole, well, sometimes you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Well, I don't like that. I don't like that because you're sacrificing, in this case, human life to justify whatever it is you're, you're, you're trying to accomplish. Uh, and I think I know what it is here. But again, it's just, it's just my opinion. But what if, and, and I'm just asking the question, what if Trump is playing that game? What if he's playing that game? What if he's sacrificed? What if he's living by what I'm what I'm talking about? The needs of the many 
outweigh the needs of the few? What if he's throwing by taking that stance and taking that agenda away from them? Because remember, everything Trump did, orange man bad. You can't be involved in any of it. So he's taking the stance, still sticking with the vaccine and and still sticking with all the methods that have failed miserably and that are costing people their lives. In any war, there are casualties on both sides. That's the way that it is. Again, we're not in a kinetic war. We're in the new century. The new forms of warfare are economic, biological, and cyber. What if he's playing that game? What if he's playing the needs of the many? What if he's having the system throw themselves down the tube? We talked yesterday about how the the system is just, they're, they're in like this state of mass psychosis now, which is worse than when he was in there. Because, I mean, they were in a frenzy when he was in there. But now they've just doubled down and they are they are full into the cult-like mentality now. And you've got everybody within the power establishment that's on board with it. And, and they're so deep into it now that it's become a belief system to them. They've literally joined a cultic movement. So what if he's doing it on purpose? I'm asking the question. I'm not. I'm not saying that that uh, that I believe that. I have to examine all sides of something. As somebody that has uh, an investigative background, I have to war game that out. I have to. You have to see all sides, no matter how unpleasant they may be. You have to understand all aspects of something before you make an informed decision on something. So I'm asking the question: Is that the game that he's playing? So, the the simplest answer I could give on that one is actually a question. If indeed that were the uh, case, and he was just revealing things, um, why, when he had power, did he not purge those things when they were exposed under his uh, administration? Then the question is, why is he exposing it? Going down this thought train, uh, let's let's continue that he is in fact showing this again. This is this is a uh, us war gaming. This isn't what we're actually saying. What is his intention then? If, if he's showing it, but he has proven that he is not purging the cancer or the poison, he's just revealing it. But see the interview, what, what, though. Why then? Well, that, that's that's a that's a good question. That's a good question. And, and that is a question that I don't think we can even theorize about at this point. Either there was an interview. I think the interviews already happened, but it's not released yet. And I'm waiting for it. There was an interview that I think that Glenn Beck did with Trump, but I don't think it's out yet. And in yeah, that interview released this year. Is it coming out this? Okay. Well, it's yeah. in that interview. There are supposed to be some statements that Trump has made of things that he intends to do in the future. Now, if any of that is accurate, then that leads me to, and I'm just again, I'm just wargaming here. That leads me to believe that he's playing a different game, and I don't know why. That that's what I'm trying to to try and figure out for myself is I don't understand why. Now, I, I don't know if the average person out there is is thinking this deep into it. I, I really don't know. But I am because I, he's still whether he's on the side of freedom and liberty in the American way or if he is controlled opposition. Nonetheless, he's still a player on the chessboard in this game. There is a large following both for and against him, and everyone's paying attention to what he's doing. And in order for me to understand this, I have to understand all sides of things. Is he controlled opposition? Is he not? I need to understand all sides of of what he's trying to do here. I agree with you. Why didn't he do these things? All of these things that the average lunch bucket person, the average blue collar person like you or I are sitting around saying, why isn't he doing this? Why isn't he going after these people? Why isn't he purging this? Why isn't he doing that? But then again, I have to look back at my own background and I have to say to myself, okay, what did I do when I was going after a large crime ring? What was I doing? And I've explained it here before. Sometimes you have to let things go. 
And the reason you have to let things go against your better judgment is because you need to get deeper into that network. You need someone else. You need something else. You need something bigger than what you're dealing with. You don't want the things on the surface because you're not actually getting rid of the problem. You're not dealing with what needs to be dealt with. If you get half of an organized crime network, well, then it's just going to come back. It's a cancerous growth, just like you said. You need to go in and you need to destroy the insulation and the infrastructure around the core of that network, and then you take it all down. By this continuing, we are seeing, regardless of where you stand on Trump, we are seeing more of this network that we otherwise wouldn't have seen. Now, there is a cost to this. You do have to weigh these things out when you get deeper into these criminal networks like this. There is a cost, and the cost in this case is people's lives. Because as this continues and these people get more and more out of control and, and, and nefarious, they're just going to lead more people into their impending death. The numbers show it. That's what you're doing here. You're, you're weighing these two things against each other. It's not unlike what I've dealt with before. And anybody that's got any kind of investigative background in, in any kind of organized crime, they understand this as well. If you let that person go, if you let your target go for continued surveillance, what is that target going to do? What are they going to do? Are they going to do what you expect them to do? Sometimes that's what you hope for, but maybe not. What if that person goes off, meets up with some people, gets involved in something else, and they end up killing three people that night? You have to live with that. So there is a cost to furthering your investigation and your uncovering of that operation. Is that what he's doing? Again, I have to ask. So if uh, that was, in fact, what he's doing, uh, again continuing the thought train, then I'm left with the question of why is is the targets you're going after, are they so dangerous that they were worth at least 500,000 lives? Are, 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 are they that much of a threat that they're going to be, you know, kill thousands, uh, excuse me, millions of people? Is well, it, let's, is it, let, let's look at the Chinese Communist Party, because I, th I, th I think we're all aware of the fact that that's probably the target here at this point. Let, let's look at that. How many people have the Chinese Communist Party killed since their existence? And I'm not just talking about the political dissidents and, and, and all that. I'm, I'm not talking about that. That's bad enough. But what about their one-child policy? How many has that killed? How many hundreds of millions has that killed? And don't think that that's just coming from the CCP. That was adopted by the, uh, the, the sick eugenicist here in the West that moved it to China and said, hey, look, we're going to build you up. We're going to do all these deals with you, but you need to adopt A, B, and C before we do it. And that was one of the agreements, was that until China realized, hey, wait a minute, our demographics are screwed here. Uh, we're going to have to do something. So now they're having massive incentives for, for their population to have children. Uh, so they've reversed all that. They, they've gone back on that. Same thing with the Chinese with their Navy. They're not supposed to have a blue water Navy, but they've double crossed the Western elites on that too. So if you're Trump and you're in the position that he's in back in 2013, to the, or excuse me, 2013, uh, 16, yeah, 2016, 17, 18, 19, all that stuff, when he's in office. Do you deal with what you can take at the time, not knowing how deep things are, and you set them back 20, maybe 30 years? Or do you finish it off once and for all? Because, simply because, and the only reason I say that once and for all is because the technological revolution, when this finally ends up going in our favor, they will be no more. They will not be able to, to, to come back and grab control again. Or if they do, it'd be very, very difficult. So taking a line from uh, Dr. Malone there, that would require me to prescribe motive. And when it comes to Trump, I, I can't. 
like legitimate. This is like trying to get into his head and trying to figure out what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But based on what he's done, I, I, I would have difficulty um, accepting that that's what he did and not let's assume this is what his intention is. Okay. And that's a hundred percent what he's doing. The problem I have is the people that were lost on the way. What did you do to mitigate those casualties? And I use casualties because we're in a war. I, I just, I, I have difficulty. He's touting the lines of the enemy. And I, I don't mean that as a enemy as in like warfare, but enemy as in like Satan. Like this is demonic. This is evil. They, telling you to go and, and get your kids vaccinated, that is evil. When, it, when you see what, the, what it does, it, it, it can screw them up. I, what was it? I think the number you said was 24 to 27% of the ones that get myocarditis fully recover. Yeah. 24 to 27%. Uh, and the, the rest of them either die or um, require medication for the rest of their life. They're maimed for the rest of their life. And when you start mess, messing with kids and stuff... It's it's one thing to push a narrative and having consenting adults, you know, they they're capable of looking into the data and research themselves. Even if you're you're being strong armed and coerced, you should still take the time to look into the data and research. I mean, so I'm 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 still bitter about the the people lost. But then when you start throwing in the kids, unforgivable at that point. I'm sorry. I like agree. even if your intention was to go after them, uh, and and you're trying to expose, they, they could potentially kill millions of people. You're 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 killing off kids, the innocent, the most innocent among us. I I, I can't. I'm sorry. I I can't. I can't support it. You're you're using tactics of the enemy. You're using the same methods the enemy is to try to go after the the enemy. And good does not do that. Good does not use. The tactics of the enemy to go after the evil. Again, I have to ask the question. I, I completely agree with what you're saying, and my standpoint on it is is not is not different. And I, I guess I was just I was in my mind I was simplifying it a little bit, uh, and I've been simplifying it to myself up to this point, saying, okay, look, even if this is what he's doing, even if that is the case, there are other ways that this could have been done. It didn't have to be this way. If if this is indeed the path that he's taking, I don't know if he is. I don't know. But I can't, as you said, I can't forgive. When you start going after kids like that, I can't forgive that. I can't forgive that. There's other ways to do this. You notice that there are not any what they call um, <clears throat> decapitation strikes that are happening on China. You notice that that's not happening. Do you know why that's not happening? What have you seen anything about any any military leader or anything like that from from the PLA? You haven't seen that. Do you know why? Because they're all underground. They're all hiding. They've all been pulled. That's why you don't see any of it. I don't know if if that's the game that he's playing. I I do know. I I do know for a fact based on just the the, the movements, the the military movements that we see that are public. I do know that there's a larger game that's being played. Now, as to what the the details of that are, I don't know. I don't know. And I'll probably never know. Historians will be sitting around scratching their heads for years. But you know what? A lot of what happened during the Second World War wasn't known until after it was over. We didn't know what the Germans were doing. We didn't know what the Italians under Mussolini were doing. We didn't know what the Russians were doing with the Red Army. We didn't know. We didn't know what the Japanese fleet was doing. But we figured it all out after it was all over. So are we going to figure it out after this is all over? I don't know. And what will history say about the position that he is taking now, Trump is taking now? 
What will history have to say about that? Uh, personally, I think history is going to frown upon the position he's taking. Um, I personally, um, I, I even in wargaming this out and and trying to, I, I can't. There's not enough data there or or evidence to to solidify that he could potentially be doing that. It, it sounds well. I mean, even all that aside, um, it sounds too good to be true. And in this day and age, anything that sounds too good to be true is either a trap or a complete lie, a fabrication. I don't know. I'm also cynical. So th there's only one thing in my life that's too good to be true, and that's the gospel. But, you know, th that's the religious side of things. Um, outside of that, I, I, I can't I can't I can't see it. I mean, he we, we had him for four years. And who did he purge? All of nobody. All of nobody. And in fact, some of the ones that were purged were actually good, decent individuals. Yeah. I mean, they were decent yeah. people. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I, again, like I said, I, I'm not buying into that whole thing. Quite frankly, a lot of that stuff sounds like it's that yeah, Q trust the plan garbage. Uh, but again, I have to I have to sit down and I have to analyze that. I have to. It's in my nature to do so. Uh, because this seems to be one of the new talking points that's now floating around in certain parts of the internet is that he's playing, oh, I don't know, 6D, 8D chess, whatever in the hell it is. But uh, again, I have to ask the question. We clearly showed you what his standpoint is. He says it himself. But is he playing both sides of the game? I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, uh, I would hope that he is doing that. And the reason I say that is um, if if he's not, if he's not playing that, that uh, you know, 3D chess or whatever, then he is just the same as any other politician. He's... Um, Really, he's unqualified for the position. If he's if all he is doing is touting the media lines and not actually looking at the data himself as as hell, I would expect him to be doing that as a businessman. Yeah. As he touts himself. I, yeah. Man, I, I'm I'm not a big businessman and I'm in charts and, and data and all that. Like, so someone that's supposed to be a big businessman, a CEO, you, you should be that. Uh, but. Anyway, and because he's not doing that, he's not looking at the research. He's he's only touting the media lines. He's not talking about any of the finer details of um, how the vaccine or even the um, other therapeutics that have been on the market for years. Uh, he only talked about things because um, he was handed he was handed that information, basically. And then, of course, you've got the endorsements, the odd endorsements that he's making. Madison Cawthorn, I had hopes for that kid. You know, youngest kid ever elected to Congress. I had hopes for that kid. He goes in and then he's voting for red flag gun laws. <laughs> what? He, he comes out the next day after he voted for red flag gun laws and he puts out some video at him at a gun range. Lindsey Graham, we're, we're endorsing Lindsey Graham. Really? As Donald Trump, well, that's who we're endorsing. If there's anybody next to Mitch McConnell that needs to go any more than than uh, than what's his name? Cocaine Mitch. It's Lindsay. And we're endorsing that. So I I, I don't know. It's just yeah, it, I, I I have I have to bring those points up because that seems to be the, the position that people are now gravitating towards. And I don't know why. I don't know why. But we've got to talk about it. And that's that's what it is. All right. Let's let's get off of that. I've had enough of that. Bruce, big day coming up. You pointed this out. Big day coming up. What is your thought on January 6th? The anniversary of the most deadly, tragic, uh, horrible bloodshed that the country's ever seen. It was worse than than the Civil War and Pearl Harbor and 9-11 uh, and combined, uh, according to 
the Democrats. What's your stance on the anniversary, the the first anniversary of the uh, the deadly insurrection that nearly cost the lives of was it seven hundred thousand? You said yeah, it would have to be seven because in it uh, civil war was six hundred thousand. Yeah, and then Pearl, Pearl Harbor, Harbor, then nine eleven, and then you know nine eleven. So I just yeah. rounded and said seven hundred thousand. Okay. okay, so basically they were going to base they, they were just going to genocide all of Washington D.C. is what they were planning to oh, do yeah. until you know yeah. this. I don't know if that was before yeah, or I, after the police opened the doors for them and welcomed them in, waving them <laughs> in with their arms. But I, I mean, I'm sure it was yeah. supposed to happen sometime after that. Yeah, and and they must have all forgot their firearms. Uh, at the hotel yeah. room or something, yeah. because they none must, of them yeah. were armed. Yeah, they must have yeah. just left them there. You know, because when I yeah. when I go to to an armed insurrection, uh, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna leave my firearm. Yeah, <laughs> in mass. I'm just yeah, kidding. Everybody I, just forgot. Yeah, you know? I, I, I'm just kidding. I, I don't attend any of those things. That's not my style. I, I don't go to these things. Yeah, and it's it's silly that we have to point out that we don't do that. But today's day and age, you know, you can't be facetious and. Yeah. And sarcastic without having to put that disclaimer in, which is wokeness doesn't have no. a sense of humor. You know that no, wokeness does not have a yeah, sense of humor. It doesn't. Just doesn't. On the January sixth stuff, you know, it, it's it's this is a witch hunt, is what it is. This is this is their excuse to do a witch hunt, and frankly, it was an excuse to go after Trump and try to get more information on him and and uh, try to smear him uh, because they're so terrified of him. Which actually, I'm I'm not far off from the Democrats. I'm actually concerned about having Trump in office again. Um, it might be good in the short term, but in the long term, I don't know that it's going to be beneficial to the United States. But anyway, that's that's another side story. Um, I want to know when um, those that are heading up the January 6th committee, I want to know when they're going to be tried for their crimes, uh, because the kind of atrocities that they've done, uh, well, atrocity is probably too strong of a word, but um, Using that as an example, uh, insider trading, uh, uh, we can't do that. What, what about? They um, yeah, they can't. What, what about? Um, what about the investigation that needs to happen against uh, Adam Schiff for being involved in CCP-related groups? What, what about that? What about uh, Senator uh, Blumenthal? What about Dick Blumenthal, who spoke as a keynote speaker at a Chinese Communist Party event and received an award? What about Eric Swalwell, who was banging a CCP operative? What about that? You, you mean to tell me that there was nothing talked about in the little pillow talk after that? You t- are you trying? Are you seriously going to tell me that? What about what about Dianne Feinstein, who sits on the Senate? Was it like the the Intelligence Committee or the Judiciary Committee? She chairs it, and her driver for twenty years was a CCP operative. I mean, my God. You you talk about hypocrisy. You want you want an actual investigation into something? Start there. Start right there. Start with all the establishment, all the vanguard, all the old guard, all the ones that Mitch, are up there and decrepit and have been in there. Yeah. Mitch McConnell all has them. investments in Chinese yeah. banks. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Both sides. Uh they need to be heavily investigated on both sides from a party uh, or, or from someone that's not affiliated with this, and and the the investigators need to be ones that side with patriotism or the Constitution. They need to be siding with that and the betterment of our nation, not some uh, leftist, progressive, Marxist uh, group or organization or some wishy-washy uh, uh, rhino type. Uh, at this point, you the Bible talks about being double-minded. Um, now is not the time to be double-minded, especially in this. Um, you, you need to have your sights focused on the goal and moving towards the goal. 
there there is no room for we do not have the luxury of swaying from that goal getting uh you know squirrel and getting sidetracked we we, we don't have that luxury right now things are going to start getting tough money's going to start uh it's not going to buy what it used to and we're already starting to see that but it, it's going to continue and escalate especially if the biden administration continues doing what they're going to do so now is not the time to waver now's when we need to stand strong and that's another reason that we, we talk about getting involved in your local communities and in and, and your local politics, because you can create little bubbles that kind of shield you from what's going on in the rest of the nation. You know, you, you talk about creating shields and, and standing up for something. Well, nothing says that more than a monument, right? Not, nothing says that more than a monument. Something that is a, 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 you know, a reminder of what you stand for and what you're supposed to represent. Well, the good news is, is that a House bill has been introduced by the Democrats to erect a permanent attack on the Capitol exhibit on the grounds of the U.S. Capitol, and that they're bringing that up on January 6th. A co-sponsored bill by nearly 20 Democrats, the bill dubbed the Capitol Remembrance Act, would direct the architect of the Capitol to design and install in the United States Capitol an exhibit that depicts the attack on the Capitol that occurred on January 6th in 2021. The bill specifies that the project must be installed in a prominent location and retain a permanent status. Property damaged during the attack, photographs, and a plaque honoring the sacrifice of heroes, including United States Capitol Police officers Brian Sicknick, who died of natural causes, I might add, uh, need to be required in the exhibit. Um, that was according to the D.C. chief medical examiner. He died of natural causes. The architect may include artwork created to depict the attack on the Capitol, the bill adds. The legislation adds to the Democratic Party's, uh, Democratic Party's continued exploitation of the events on January 6th, epitomized by President Joe Biden, who recently referred to the event as the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. And of course, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she had to weigh in on it. Uh, she has professed that she thought she was going to die when the Trump supporters entered the Capitol, despite the fact that she was actually in a completely different building in a bathroom somewhere. And when she was brought out, then the people in the hallway were drinking coffee and asking if they needed anything. So, I mean, you know, I guess it, it, that's if that's what it makes you in fear of your life, then I mean, I suppose so. Bruce, what do you think? Do we need do we need a monument there? I mean, this would be bigger, I, quite frankly, I think this this would be bigger than the, uh, well, the, the Vietnam Wall. This would be bigger than the, um, uh, well, it actually would be bigger than Arlington Cemetery, wouldn't it? It would be bigger than the World War II Memorial and, and, and everything. I mean, it's that deadly insurrection that's got to Trump, no pun intended, everything else that we've faced before as a nation. Yeah, clearly. I mean, clearly it, it deserves a, a, a huge monument. I mean, clearly, like I said, the, the entire uh, city of D.C. was uh, completely eradicated. I mean, you know, there's no, 600 and some thousand people siege. there. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, it, was no, it, it was completely eradicated, though, because oh. it was 700,000 people that died and, and D.C. only has 600 right. and some thousand. So, right. you know, the entire city of D.C. was eradicated, wiped off the map even. So, you know, clearly it, it was the most deadly uh, event uh, against our democracy or whatever the hell he said. So you need a monument um, big enough to represent that. Yeah. I mean, clearly, if the crater there wasn't big enough, uh, you, you need a monument to to tell you why the crater is there. Um, I would say the crater is there in D.C., not because of some attack, but because of the people that there. But anyway, the people that are living. Um, there, yeah. yeah. 
Um, that 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 is just I. It's great use of tax funds. It's it's a great use of tax dollars. Um, what 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 better I. Well, I mean, you didn't expect the government to actually put their money towards something, the taxpayer money towards something useful, did you? No, I expected them to spend it on like, you know, a, a $20,000 toilet seat or, or uh, y- y- you know, uh, buying a, a, a bolt for $10,000 or something. That's what I expect the government mm-hmm. to spend that kind of money on, not mm-hmm. a monument to taunt half of the nation over a lie. Um, I'd actually uh, say it's they, more they, than half, but... well. I, I'm saying, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I, get, I get what you're coming. I get where you're coming from, yeah. Uh, th- I think this is what they're pining for. This is what they want. They want that insurrection. They, they want. Do. They need it. They need it because yeah. they need a justification for them to to move further. They can't at, at the moment. They're they're milking this COVID thing for all it's worth, and it's just not getting them anywhere. You know, I talked there about are, uh, uh, just uh, uh, thought experiment real quick. Are they are they are they really pining for it, or is it they're so arrogant and they're so they they think they are so above us that they just are taunting. They're just smearing the crap on the walls and saying, you can't do anything about this and just laughing maybe, at us. Maybe both. Maybe it's a little of both, because I, I think that they do have the arrogant fanaticism about them. Of course they do. But at the same time, they also need the, uh, because this is a this is a Marxist revolution. This is a cultural. I mean, this is cultural Marxism that we're seeing. They need the struggle. And they don't have it. the The struggle doesn't work. the 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 cultural Marxism and the, uh, the the Marxist revolution doesn't work unless you have that dialectic in place. It doesn't work if it's one sided the whole way through. Yes, they'll bulldoze you in certain places, but they won't be able to win in the end. There's no way for them to. They need to be able to stomp down on you, just like Bezmenov talked about. They need to be able to stomp down on you with that military boot, and they can't do it. They don't have a justification to do it. They want it, but see, they need to control the narrative and they don't have a way to spin it. They need the way that they have to have that that means to control that narrative. They need to turn that group against another group. And the problem is, is that the group that they've got, the COVID, uh, excuse me, how, how did how does that how did certain people put it? The, the branch COVIDians. They don't have the numbers that they need in that group. More to the point, they don't have people within that group that are actually going to do anything. They're the ones that comply. They're not going to resist and fight some glorious revolution. It's not going to happen. The ones that they do have, the meth head green skin types, the Antifa types that live in their parents' basement, they don't have enough numbers there. They'll get stomped on. So they're in a real quandary here. I mean, what, they're going to use the military? They're purging the military. So I, I don't I don't know if they've got a way to go yet, but I mean, that, that's OK. That's OK, because talking about Ocasio-Cortez, you know, she was she was, um, you know, she's from New York, right? She's from she's from uh, what is her, her district up there in New York. She didn't take her vacation up there. Oddly enough, she, she's on vacation right now. Um, she didn't take her vacation. Funny enough, she went to Florida for her vacation where there's no COVID restrictions or anything. And now she's all about the COVID restrictions. She's all about the masking and, and doing this in public. She's been caught at, I think, like three bars down there now in cafes and restaurants, not wearing a mask, not social distancing, not following any of the stuff that she's uh, she, she's uh, preaching all the time. And she's down there away from things, kind of like Don Lemon, right? Don Lemon was uh, was out at the pool. You know, he's on CNN on his show every night talking about all you, you know, stop being so selfish and and follow the COVID guidelines by the CDC and the FDA and blah, blah, blah. But but then he's in Florida poolside. No problem. No problem. And people are walking by saying, hey, you're Don Lemon. You're you're Don Lemon. Why aren't you masked up? 
Why, why aren't you Why aren't you following what you tell everybody else to do? Oh, welcome to Florida. Enjoy the freedoms while you're here. That's exactly what Cortez is doing now. But see, when she gets caught, when she gets caught not practicing what she preaches, which none of these people actually do what they say, it's do as I say, not do as I do. She's hanging out at the uh, the, the restaurants and the cafes and everything down there, flaunting all the uh, the, the stuff that she uh, she promotes all the time anyway. And you know what her excuse is when she gets called out on? She says, the Republicans are just mad that they can't date me. <laughs> Bruce, are you upset that, I mean, I know you're not a Republican and neither am I, but are you upset that you can't date her? Is that what it is? Are you upset about that? No, no. I am actually no. <laughs> um, quite thrilled, pleased that I am not dating her. Can you imagine taking I, that one I home cannot. to Thanksgiving dinner? Can you imagine <sighs> that conversation around the dinner table? Uh, the other thing, look, I'm not above being rude and brash and all of that. I'm I'm immature enough to be that. Uh, her boyfriend currently, have you have you seen the beta male that he is? Oh, he's ha, like, ha, have you I, seen? I, I think of when I see that, right, I have to pull a Star Wars analogy and I just look and I'm like, the soy is strong with this one. Yes. Yes. That, that is exactly he. He just lets her walk all over him and he he's. Anybody, really, if, if you look at uh, the, the way I heard it, um, the, the, the tweet, the tweet that she put out was in defense of her boyfriend as well. Like he didn't even have the dignity or the, the wherewithal to defend his girlfriend himself. I mean, you're going to insult my girlfriend. It's going to be 50 fisticuffs. I mean, you're a dude and you insult my girlfriend. I'm going to clean your clock. That's what you do as a dude. That, that's the proper way of things. Call it toxic masculinity, call it whatever you want. That is the way of things. That has been the way of things since the very beginning. That is the way men are wired. That is the way that men understand things. You want a man to understand that he's in the wrong, you beat the crap out of him. And he understands that he's in the wrong. <laughs> That's just how the world works. Now see, Bruce, um, you're, you're talking about you're talking about criticizing her uh, her beta or whatever, her her boyfriend. She she says this I'm quoting here. This is this is her exact quote. She says, if Republicans are mad, they can't date me. They can just say that instead of projecting their sexual frustrations onto my boyfriend's feet, you creepy weirdos. Yeah. They they made the 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 post made some comment about his uh, uh white um, feet and sandals or whatever. I, what? don't, I don't remember exactly. Is that what it was they, about? They made some comment about AOC. The The tweet made a comment about that. And then yeah. as a side note, mentioned his oh, uh, feet and, and whatever the, the disgusting flip-flops or whatever I, it was. I, these I, people I, like this yeah, are disgusting care. that are in the political scene because they influence people's decisions. And it's just, it, it's just, it's horrid. Don't think what they tell you to think. Think for yourself. Don't think what we tell... Hell, we don't tell you to think. I don't want to tell people what to think. I want to tell people how to think. Get the information. Think for yourself. Always think for yourself. Trust but verify. Always do that. Verify everything that we tell you. Everything that we sit here and we talk about, don't take our word for it. Don't ever do that. Go look it up for yourself. Make your own mind up. If we're wrong, we're wrong. Fine. Send us some feedback. Tell us how wrong we are. Great. You know what? It's actually good. It's actually good. When we get feedback, that's actually good because yeah. sometimes it, uh, it it allows us to sit down and self-analyze. All right, well, maybe I was not seeing things this way or maybe I need to look at it another way or maybe I don't. I don't know. So it, it depends. But think for yourself. That's the most important thing. These people, people like Cortez and, and the people that follow her, those people don't think. They don't think. 
They're products of the system. She's a puppet. That's all she is. She's an empty suit. That, yeah. It, as, as was said by Pelosi, I believe, a uh, glass of water could get elected in her district. Yep. Just put a D um, next to it. That, that's, I mean, that's all the insult that AOC needs is your district, a glass of water. Like, I don't, I don't, that, that's why I went after the beta male uh, that she's dating versus going after her. Because I don't have to, I don't have to say anything about her. She, it, it, like, she's only there because she's an empty suit. She does what she's told. Uh, it, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to properly critique the um, her. If I, 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 you know what, I've learned uh, with her, it's best to just not try because exactly you're that, not going to get point. any. You're not going to get anywhere with it because there's no merit to anything that she says or does. What? But she Because she's in Congress? I don't care. I don't care. When are we supposed to revere people in Congress? Since when are we supposed to do that? Those are not kings and queens. Those are servants. We're not supposed to revere these people. Those people are scum. We're supposed to be holding them accountable. We're supposed to be calling their offices and bitching about how terrible of a job that they're doing. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Also, uh, a side note question. Why is it everything that AOC, like anytime she has some kind of a defense or something to this kind of thing or, or something, it always goes to like a romance, dating, sexual direction? Because, I, you know, I, the, the January yeah. 6th, she yeah. said she was raped. She was oh, yes. feared she was going to get raped or it was yes, some, yes, yes, Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What? I'm sorry. What? You weren't even... Uh, so why is she the, why is she then projecting her sexual fantasies on the rest of us? I think it's just what they do. I mean, they're like they're, they're all deep into that stuff. I mean, that's that's kind of the tactic of what they do. And she actually talks about that, too. It's like sexual frustrations are being redirected on her or something. I'm like, lady, you're the one yeah. that's always up on TV talking about how you were like assaulted or whatever. And it's like that that's that's a genuine disrespect to every single female that's ever been a victim of any kind of assault like that. Yes. And she should be ashamed of, of that. She should. She should. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? If I was a network owner, if I were a network owner of any network in the United States, that's a blacklist right there. She's never coming on my network ever, ever. That's disgraceful. That is disgraceful. Uh, I, I, at the same time, I might have her on more and just let her self implode. Well, yeah, there is that, I guess. You got anything else? I, I will point out, though, even though we, we say this about AOC and we talk about it, she knows how to play the game well because she knows how to get some some either attention or movement, if you will, for the younger generations. She knows how to speak their language. And that's what she's there it, for. That's that's why she's there. So I, I, I will commend her in that aspect. Um, but uh, yeah. She should have stayed a bartender. We are going to go ahead and jump out of here. So I want to thank you for being here today, Bruce. I want to thank all of the listeners for taking the time to sit down and listen to us today. We're very humbled by all of you taking the time to sit down and, and devote an hour of your time, 45 minutes of our time, whatever we do, uh, to, to listening to what two average Joes have to say. Uh, and we really do appreciate that. It means a lot to us. We do appreciate all of the new listeners that have joined us uh, in recent days, especially over the holiday season. Uh, those of you that have been getting kind of caught up on some of our uh, other episodes that we've had, learning about who we are. Like I said yesterday, we're no one of any consequence. We're just uh, concerned citizens like all of you. So if you found us, then that means that uh, you met another concerned citizen that's just like us. So if you have any comments, questions, good or bad or ugly feedback, whatever you've got, uh, we have an email account set up just for that for user 
your feedback, please do drop us a line at dynamicpodcast at postonmail.com. And I hope everyone has a fantastic evening.